The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, gonna, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey everybody, welcome back to another season of the Dale Jr. Download. Mr. Dale and Archie. Billy Bob's juggling act. And that's the voice of my co-host, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. Come on, Mike, get pumped. Get pumped with me. You here with me? You with me, man? You ready? Yeah, my phone's about to die. We're doing more than a show? You said we're doing a show. What are we doing now? What have you promised? What have you told them we're doing, Mike? I don't know who the hell you are anymore. Like, what is going on here? Who's the new guy? She should have just pissed all over me. It would have been yeah. fine. Chad Ganaus. Chad Ganaus is going to come is on, too. Is it Ganaus? Or is, is it Ganaus? I think maybe, you know, you want to say Ganaus, but when you put those two words together, you're going to put a G in You've never mispronounced anything in your life, have <laughs> No. No. You've never butchered no. the English language. Not a, Ever. Not a, not, no. a, not a signal time. What? Crank it up. I'm cold. It's time, Mike, to plan the trip. Party Sunday at the houseboat. See you there. What? You're lucky my brain works the way it does. What? Why? Cold. You're assuming the world. <laughs> You're having enjoyment. You're enjoying <laughs> no. You're loving it. <laughs> what does that mean? We're screwed. Break it down, I'm hot. Shield my eyes! I'm having wind at my fingertips and I can't... Freezing up! That was weird. 
I am weird, dude. You are. Yeah. I bet he's home crying. I'm uncomfortable. You what? You missed a dentist appointment? I have decisions in my life that I regret. Let's do some uh, way too early championship picks. Mine's Blaney. Blaney. My chest is starting to hurt. <laughs> I'm getting sore in my chest. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. It is the season finale, the final show of this year. And it's Thursday, November 9th. And it's also free dirty rice. Promo code Dale only at Bojangles.com or using the app. You can get your free regular size, not the tiny one, regular size dirty rice using this promo code at Bojangles.com or in the app through November the 22nd. And um, thank you to Bojangles for everything they do. We mentioned it at the top of the show yesterday. We mentioned it again. We're in the Bojangles studio. They support the heck out of us, and we're very lucky. I've got Mike Davis here with me. Mike, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, great interview yesterday with uh, Kevin Harvick. You know, in, introduced his new career and and talked uh, at length about pretty much anything and everything we wanted to talk about. Great time. If you haven't listened to it, it's uh it's it's our final guest segment of the season, and I thought it was a darn good one. I enjoyed it. It was too. fun, uh, and it's always good to see Kevin. And by the way, quite emotional this past weekend. Kevin and everybody else, including myself. I mean, like seeing him uh, hang it up. You know, it really just got real for us. And um, but you know, sometimes you just gotta let it let it go. That's right. It, just own it. And so uh, I thought they did that as well. That's weekend. right. Um, so another thing that this is a, we talked about. Uh, I I shared on social media that we had uh, a special episode. Tuesday and another special episode Wednesday and another special equally <laughs> special episode on Thursday. This is a big week for us finishing up the year, but it's also big because, I mean, h- how do you want to make this announcement, Mike? Well, I'll just say that one is we're not going to spend a lot of time do on you it. Want Two me is to I will say say it. I just I just say it. Okay. listen. This is the last uh, episode of the of the season, or at least formally the last episode of the season. It's also my last episode on the Dell Junior Download. I've uh, you know came to you i don't know three four five months ago and told you that uh i've got some you know reasons that i wanted to um step off of uh this this role here um one of the reasons is i want to run this company and i need to do a better job of that um and i am looking forward to devoting attention that otherwise i spend on this to uh growing our company making new shows um working with our team uh, a lot closer and so yeah i i'm I, I think that we're also making changes for this show that are going to make it better right um and, and i'm also very much looking forward to that so i have appreciated i've never taken a day for granted here at this table i can tell you that it has been a, a treat for as long as we've been doing it but um looking forward to uh to taking this thing to the next level which i'm i, I just don't I don't think I can do as good a job uh, on this show as much as I could as a, as the president of the company, which is what you uh, you expect out of me, and you should. So well, I um I I think you're uh, you're obviously um, not wanting a big deal made out of this, but um, I have you know I've enjoyed working with you uh, and co-hosting this show with you for. Um, the last decade the Dale Jr. Download 
his his your vision the us ever getting into the podcast realm was your vision dirty mo media is your uh your vision and 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 largely your own hard work you have built uh an, an incredible staff uh around us for success and you do find yourself more and more um, challenged by hosting this show, making sure this show is as good as it possibly can be, and the growth of the business. We have introduced so many new shows this year. There's so many things that we want to continue to do that I know you're excited about and that you want to be a part of. Um, But, um, you know, and I understand that nothing lasts forever i've always uh that was hard for me to uh, learn early on in my young (laughs) life but um as i've gotten older it's um it's something we all are faced with uh and i and i knew that you know someday this might happen uh and it's a bit uh bittersweet man i always get excited about the show sort of evolving and changing but it's hard for me to imagine doing it without you and you know you i don't we have really i think gotten even better about our as my life has changed and actually morphed more similarly toward yours i think that we've really i've enjoyed the the fun conversations even even this year about life and family and parenting and kids and all of those things so um you'll uh you know no one will be able to fill your shoes but it's been an awesome run but i am excited for you to be able to put more and more focus on i think i think this gives you an opportunity to have a better vision clearer vision of where we're headed 100 percent, and i'm glad you say that i'm glad you recognize that because honestly um i i love talking about dirty mo media I love going and telling people about it. I love when people come to us and talk about how it's a part of their lives. And I'm going to be doing a lot more of that. I'm just going to be doing a lot more with potential partners. And um, I need to be traveling more. I need to be doing some stuff that um, otherwise you can't do when you have a commitment that keeps you here. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go do that. It's not as, uh, you know, there are some new shows that I'm working on right now that have me so fired up and excited and you know our our team i think it's the best team out there yeah i think we've got some amazing talented creative employees and and they are just uh i i think that we have a responsibility to go see how far we can take this and that's what this is about and so um i appreciate you saying that and then let's not talk any more about me let's talk about the other guy who had way bigger uh, exit and that would be Kevin Harvey. Well, I do want one last thing I want to say <laughs> okay. is one last thing I want to say is bef- we don't want to leave people um, hanging. Uh, w- but the only thing I will share is that we have been talking about this for a while yes. on, on whether this was what we wanted and what would we do moving forward. We have a plan. We both have an idea of what we want the show to do and achieve and uh, we have we we have a clear direction on not only next year but beyond. And so, uh, which I'm I'm also I'm 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 apprehensive and nervous because you you're uh, you know your your support at this table has made this so comfortable and easy. 
but I'm excited. And yeah. I know that you're still um, in the room, right? Um, you know, not necessarily physically, but I know that you'll still be uh, a massive part of of the success of the show going forward. And, and that we'll be, as uh, my bosses at NBC like to tell me, we'll be put in a place to succeed. Thank you for saying that. Listen, the Dale Jr. Download property is as important to me moving forward if not more than it was since day one. You know, day one, I mean, what is this? That was 2013 that we started doing the Dale Jr. Download. And um, it's as important to me uh, as, as it ever has been. And yeah. so, yes, we are going to set you up in, in this, this whole property that's so important to us. We're going to set it up for success. We're going to continue to grow. We have an influence in this sport that is uh, hard to ignore. And um, and so, yeah, that that's the idea. So, um, I appreciate you saying that. Yep. It has been a it has been a blast sitting here at this table with you, and uh, we do look forward to just having those conversations on my couch in the office instead of on in front of a mic. Yeah, the changes <laughs> to 2024 and and the format, all that's going to be announced later. Um, let's move on with the show, man. Um, yeah. We got a lot to cover. We wanted to talk. We told you Tuesday we'd talk about um, wrapping up this 2023 season. Uh, we've got some report cards, so so to speak. Uh, Mike, you've got information there. Um, Let's talk about uh, playoff drivers, who thrived, who declined in this season, all right? Um, first off, we're going to start with uh, – we're going to go from 16th to 1st. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., Daytona 500 champion. I, you know, I don't know what we expected out of Ricky. I think winning the Daytona 500 obviously makes that makes the season a success. I think that, you know, Ricky made some changes uh, in crew chief and uh, personnel. I believe that from – uh, from my point of view, it looks like that it was a good change. There were some great moments for this team early on in the season where they had speed, where maybe I wasn't regularly seeing that. Certainly, they have these moments, too, where they run where you think they should. Um, I don't know that this team, unless a major changes uh, happen, uh, a major change happens in, in this team in ownership and so forth or alliances, I don't know that they can really affect that that you know, baseline performance expectation. But winning the Daytona 500 is a massive, massive thing for any team, and, and they were able to achieve that. It had been a while since Ricky had been to Victor Lane. Mike? Everything you just said, I can't say yeah. it better than that. He, he, they, I think they feel it feels like an overachieving year where they um, exceeded their uh, expectations, yeah. and I think that that's, they should be committed for it. Michael McDowell, easy. that's an easy one. They yeah. thrived. Uh, won, won a race, led a lot of laps. Um, made the playoffs, uh, so and they didn't make it on a fluke. You know, they really were performing well enough to do it. So I give them uh, attaboy and and overachieve overachiever for the year. One of the best story yeah. lines of the year for me. Kyle Busch, three wins, first year at RCR. I would say it was a tale of two halves, man. The first half of the year, very good, very promising. Um, expecting improvements and, and expecting that to continue to to evolve. But the second half of the year, man, they just sort of lost something and. In those last handful of races, uh, for whatever reason, man, they really, really struggled to make speed. And it seemed that, you know, at times Kyle was bewildered on what, what, what they needed to do. I'm, I think this is a very interesting offseason for Kyle Busch and that team, right? What changes can be made? What can they do to get back to where they were at the beginning of this year and, and, and trend forward, right? Um, be able to get, you know, get that car up front and, and stay there consistently. Yeah, I think he's probably one of the 
for me, disappointments. I mean, and I, I don't mean that harshly. I just mean that that I had high expectations the way you do with Kyle Busch, right? Yeah. But this year will always – I'll look at this for, as it pertains to this eight team as the one where Kyle Busch became a good guy, yeah. right? And people started cheering him, and we just weren't used to that from yeah, the Yeah, I guess beginning. you got to give, give him that. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big change in a, in a positive way. Right. Kevin Harvick, who's our guest this week, I, you know – I don't know what he expected or they expected. We certainly know that Kevin's had better years. But when I look at this team, I judge the company as an organization, and he outperformed the rest of the Stuart Haas cars by a good margin uh, weekly, right? And so, you know, I, I, I feel like that the organization has slipped a bit. Yes. But he has really kind of been able to carry the torch, so to speak, for them. It, you know, not winning, I'm sure, was disappointing for Kevin. But damn, man, I mean, in the last race, led laps, run up front, had a solid ending. Uh, I bet he couldn't, you know, I, I think that his fans were probably somewhat disappointed. But may, all of that you can shove aside because this is his final year. Yeah, you brought up a great question to him yesterday, and that was uh, asking about Stuart Haas and how they move on. Mm -hmm. That is such a, an important question and one that, you know, we won't know the answer for a while. I didn't know that he had kind of withdrawn himself to help train them on how to look for new direction. Um, th that's an interesting thing. And listen, he I think we're going to fill the void of Kevin Harvick yeah. next year in a big way. Joe Logano, big disappointment, I'm, I'd have to say, 2002 a uh, 2022 champion last year, one win, bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Man, there's no way around, uh, you know, trying to explain that away. Just, you know, frustration and disappointment. It looked, it looked like he may be able to have a similar year that Blaney had. They really were performing somewhat the same, and even in 2022, he was kind of Blaney had a you know year similar to Joey. They really were kind of lost in the shuffle mid-season. Well, Joey wins the championship. Blaney sort of did the same thing. Right, um, and Logano had that potential this year, but it just didn't happen. Didn't know if this was more of an indictment on Ford as a manufacturer because all the Ford teams were struggling. But one win for Joey Logano, not enough, yeah. not even close. Martin Trix Jr. Uh, I think he'd be happy about the season, regular season champion. Uh, big improvement over the last year. Massive failure in the playoffs. Just no, just poor execution strategies. Whatever you want to call it, whatever could happen happened. Uh, they had good speed in their cars. But everything else just could not get right. I'll never, I'll never understand the night and day difference between the regular season and the playoffs. My yeah. gosh, I mean, like it, it's bad mojo, bad luck, whatever they did in the playoffs. They got to go reverse that in a big way for next yep. year. Bubba Wallace uh, career high in points finished this year, um, and I will say this was an improvement. I yeah. know uh, statistically, you could argue whether it was an improvement or not. But when I saw Tyler Reddick come to this team, 23-11, uh, I thought, man, Tyler Reddick is going to really drive Bubba Wallace to have to achieve more. That's going to put pressure on Bubba. It's been different than that. It's not really worked out like I expected. They've actually run somewhat similar, and at times, many times, Bubba Wallace has performed better. Bubba had some amazing uh, qualifying efforts this year and ran well at other races that traditionally he hadn't ran at. He improved at the road courses throughout the season and also at other racetracks he struggled at. So Bubba Wallace, to me, take a big, took a big step forward in just becoming a, an overall better driver. At not, you know, he had, you know, they were strong at Kansas, strong here, strong there. This year he was a better driver across the board. So I think 
even though maybe he probably feels like they fell short on some marks, um, the the driver and the team themselves performed better across the board. I know that wins are the ultimate stat. Yeah. He didn't have any, but laps led. I don't have that stat in front of me, but I guarantee you his laps led tells a, a better picture. Average of this running season. position, all that yeah. stuff had right. huge improvement. Ross Chastain, that's a tough one. Wins the final race of the year. I think before Phoenix, before you, you know, before we you know, just take that win, right, that last race of the year and move it off the table. This is a bit of a disappointment. They had big speed last year they finished second in the in the championship run you know behind joey they you know made it all the way to the final four i I would have to say that this year has been a bit of a disappointment i agree with that i agree with that i don't even know what my expectations for them would have been i mean track house is still sort of a a story being written right now we're trying to figure out where they're going to be um but you know i know this that they're not sneaking up on anybody anymore for that, you know? And also there was something when Justin Marks was on here, uh, gives it's been a year or two ago. Right. And he was talking about how this new car reset the field. I wonder if the parody that came with the new car in the first year, and then maybe the second year, if that also starts to, you know, as, as everyone learns the car, if that starts to separate some of the teams, I don't know that that's what's happened with track house. I expect them to be good. Yeah. I think they got the funding to be as good as anybody now. Let's put, but, but you know, I like it'll be interesting to see what they do next year. Let's put Brad Keselowski and Chris Busher in the same in the same uh, deal here, um, because to me they're both similar. I don't want to repeat myself. Um, Brad Keselowski and Chris Busher. Chris Busher had three wins. Brad didn't have any wins, but this is the highest finishing position for Roush or RFK, as it's known now, since Greg Biffle in 2012. For Chris Busher, who was seventh. Um, I think you know Brad was eighth in points. I believe that they may be the overachievers of the of the year for me, um, or the biggest you know the the ones that should get the biggest award for trying to improve. They've turned this company around. They they, they were this company was at the very back of the pack. Okay, and and it didn't look like there was any way up, any way forward. But whatever Brad Keselowski and you know Chris Busher have brought to this team over the last 12 months or even 18, 22 months, it's they are contenders. I would credit Ryan Blaney's championship success to RFK's ability to get this forward to move. That's Nobody true. could get the Ford to run. They did, and it really woke up the other Ford teams. Instead of sitting there saying, well, we got a car we can't compete with. Yeah. We got to wait till next year. Yeah. This car just you can't make it work. Well, RFK did. They figured it out. It actually motivated Penske and the others to go to work. And so I think you could you could make that argument. That's a huge point. I agree with that completely. I would say that in the last five months, uh, the way we feel about a brand, an iconic brand, the Roush brand, the way we feel about that brand has changed a one eighty. All because of Brad Keselowski and what he's done with that operation. Like, you look at RFK now and you don't think, uh, you know, party had to go in there and try to fix an operation that's still trying to find its way. No, no, they're legit now. And it happened quick, yeah. right? And so that's a, that's just a, te- a, a testament to them. Yeah. Tyler Reddick, two wins, 460 laps led. Um, I'll be honest, man, I was expecting just a little more. I'm not super disappointed with Tyler's season, six in points. Um, and and sort of gelling with a new team, a new organization. But uh, Denny Hamlin sold me on his talent, his ability. He's like, man, to to become 
for 2311 to become this, you know, this dynasty, we got to make this higher. We got to make this kind of higher. And so I was, you know, I, I will be okay with this year if Tyler can go into next season and win me three or four races and push toward that final four. Right. Right. Or that championship four. Um, then maybe I would look at this year as a, it's sort of a, a man, good solid start to a long, long uh, tenure with twenty three eleven. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. It, two wins is what I would have expected for him this year. But yeah, next year's going to be a big one for him. Yeah, I think across the board, you know, Denny Hamlin, uh, let's three wins, eight stage wins, four DNFs. Um, dude, his season was nothing to be disappointed with. I think that there was a point in the playoffs where he sold the idea that this was his year. We all started to, man, maybe this is the year that Denny actually wins this championship. It really was feeling like it was truly possible. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out. But I believe that, you know, based on last year's statistics and his performance, uh, they were really hot and cold last year. I think across the board this year, they were much more competitive week to week. Um, He's going to be disappointed with the final result. I would say um he mattered more this year he was certainly more of a contender uh for for the championship than he was the year before disappointment yeah the way that ended because he was the performance was there toyota's getting a new car isn't that right yeah yeah so i like i'm always intrigued on how that affects their performance uh you know from year to year but we'll see how he does three wins though i mean i would say that's probably average and and maybe yeah i think that's what denny hamlin typically does I would put all the rest of the drivers, the final, the championship four, Christopher Bell, William Byron, Kyle Larson, and Blaney in the same boat of they achieved what they wanted to, what I thought they were capable of on any given season. I know that Byron had this sort of career high six win season, but that's who I think he is. I don't think he overachieved. I think he got what he, he did what I expected or was hoping for him one day, right? He got to where. I've been wanting him to get to or, or expecting him to get to. Christopher Bell was in the championship four last year, had a similar sort of season and, and, and did exactly pretty much what I thought he would do. Um, Kyle Larson almost won the championship. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, man, I sit down and think Kyle Larson should win a championship every year. That's, un, that's, un, that's unrealistic. So, I, you know, he did about what I expected. Blaney. He did what I expected. I picked him to win the championship. I thought he could, and he did. You know, I'm not none, I'm not surprised. It's not a it's not a, a an overachievement in my eyes. Um, but back, I think back to our original. You know, who thrived and who declined. Bell was flat. William improved. Larson was flat, which is flat is good. Okay, if you're in the top four, Boy, if you're one of the greatest right. ever, right? Blaney uh, bumped it up a little bit over his last you know previous year's performances what do you think about his road though to the championship because he had what eight top fives there was parts of the season when even blaney himself made you think like the world was coming to an end yes but what do you think about his road dude he his dad said at the start of the playoffs he told us this story i see the road for you i'm looking at this playoffs and i see the way for you to to get through to phoenix and I thought, you know, that that to me was Talladega. You can win there. You're great there. Right. Martinsville, you race good at Martinsville. Look at your statistics. 
And Phoenix. And and Phoenix. He's a he's a you know. I think his last four finishes at Phoenix are now four two two one. Four, yeah. Yeah, they're they're insane. Yes, yeah. I mean, so it lays out really well, very for well him. for him. Those, yeah. So yes, the playoffs laid out well for old old Blaney, um, and I. But it, I mean, it was going to have to be perfect. Yeah, and he was right. You know, just because he's good somewhere doesn't mean he's going to go there and win. He had to. He had to win, and he did. Um, pretty incredible. Um. Let's talk about which one of these playoff drivers does not make the playoffs in 2024. Which one of these drivers in this list do you think misses next year's playoffs? Ryan Blaney. Bull <laughs> Come on, man. It's my last show. I'm going to go out. Okay. I'm going to pick a fight. Uh-uh. Uh, no, for real. Um, does not make it. Mm. I think it'll be Stenhouse. I have to say Stenhouse. I mean, it's hard to pick a guy, but you got to pick one. I think it's, it's like Ricky misses. Well, if that's the case, then I'll just go McDowell. Okay. Um, which non-playoff driver makes the playoffs in 2024? Pick one. Chase I mean, Elliott. It's pretty easy, right? Chase Elliott. If Chase Elliott is a given, then give us another one. Give us a second driver that missed it. Alex Bowman. Okay, you're putting Alex in. Hmm. I believe – man, this is tough. It's a real, real tight toss-up between Ty Gibbs and Alex Bowman. I believe that we'll see some changes in the offseason, and Alex Bowman, who was like leading the points in the first third of this year, has a healthy year, doesn't break his back uh, and miss any races, and I think Alex Bowman is in the playoffs as well. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy. And Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? Zip Recruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, let's move on to 2024. Way too early predictions. Who's your champion? (laughs) My champion for 2024 is (laughs) James Dennis Hamlin. All right. 
Oh, man. I'm going to go with Blaney back to back. It has served you well all the way up until now. Don't, don't that, jump off the train now. Why is it funny that I picked the current champion? I don't mean now. <laughs> He's going Blaney. He just proved one he just, answer. He just proved he could do it. Predicting the champion in February, not enough. He's doing it in November of the right, previous year. Who's next year's breakout star? Ty Gibbs. Mm. I'm going to say that next year's breakout star, Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – I want to go with, like, a Zane Smith or, you know, even, you know Josh Berry, John Hunter Nemechek, but I just don't know that the cars and the, the – I don't – I think Ty Gibbs is in a Gibbs car. Their, their stuff runs in the top five a lot, and I think he's just trying to get there. So I think you're right, Mike. Overachiever. Who overachieves? Who, who will be the surprise? This year? Overachiever. Next year. Oh, next year. Next year, buddy. We're 24 uh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward. Um, We're going to continue to look forward for the next be... 10 minutes. Okay. I don't know if this counts, but you tell me if it does. I think that RFK will do a better job next year. I think Busher and Kozlowski, I think Kozlowski will win. I like it. All right. Um, well, what's yours? I know. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Overachiever. 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 Man. I think that uh, that I think John Hunter Hunter Nemechek mm -hmm. may overachieve. I kind of like the move the team's making manufacturer wise. They'll be getting a little support through the other successful teams. It'll be a little motivation for them to do that for John Hunter, um, the crew chief that he's got coming up with him. I just feel like that that's setting him up to do that one kind of not. I don't want to use the word fluke. But freak win, you yeah, know, yeah. Where kind of you know, you know that one surprise win, kind of like a McDowell at Indy. I could see John Hunter sort of sneaking in one, you know, and throwing the whole playoff field into a tizzy. There, I've got an honorable <clears throat> mention. Okay, Justin Haley sold me on what Rick Ware Racing is doing uh, when he was here, and and I'm now keenly watching what they do. I'm not saying they're going to go off and make playoffs or anything but we're talking about overachieving yep. rick Ware racing what we expect of them is not a lot right yep. I, I i'm interested to see what justin haley can do for them if they can start stringing together some top 20s something like that a couple here and there i mean that would be overachieving yep underachiever who is going to drop off this is a tough one man you got to go got to hurt somebody's feelings here uh all right you want me to do, uh, i'll i'll do it i don't like doing it it doesn't feel good truex really Okay. I'll say Austin Sendrick. I mean, I, you know, the ah. two cars, iconic. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the Miller High Life car for years. It's just been this car, right? And he's just not been able to really get it going. Um, I'm hoping they make the changes necessary in the offseason to figure out what it is that Austin Sendrick needs. I think Austin Sendrick can do it if he gets the situation around him uh, to make him successful. But so far it's been nothing – Nothing great outside of that Daytona 500 win. Is there a memorable finish? No. Right. So um, that I think eventually you got to say, look, man, this guy's on the hot seat, right? This is it's like when the, the pressure is probably already he probably already feeling the pressure, right? But when is the rest of us? When do the rest of us start to say, hmm, you know, is the pressure on this guy or what? I think it's next year, right? Mm. I wonder if you have other drivers that you feel like next year is their make-or-break year. Like, for instance, Harrison Burton. I watch Harrison because Burton's standing in the booth right next to me. 
Harrison runs as good as the other Penske cars. Now, obviously, he didn't win a championship. Blaney won a championship in a Penske car, but he often outruns the two, or at least outfinishes him, and sometimes measures up or is right right sort of below or underneath Logano mm. throughout the year. There's just time. If you're watching him qualifying, practice, in the race, you can see how he is kind of carrying his weight. Like he deserves a long, you know, a little more of a leash here, a little longer runway. Let me give you one more name. Okay. What does Corey LaJoy need to show in 2024? They just need to keep – you know, Corey and this – Corey and his whole team – May, keeps making these advancements from like, okay, top 25s, top 20s, okay? Now they're kind of flirting with that top 15. I think that's who they need to be next year. Corey and, and this team need to be a 10th to 15th place car weekly. Um, that would probably be their expectation, their their hope. How do you think the new faces of 2020 are going to fare? We You mentioned a few. Um, Daniel Hemrick. And is coming into uh, back into the Cup Series with colleague Ty Dillon's going over there to run the second car, and so those cars struggled so badly at Phoenix. I mean, it was not good. I think this is going to be a very difficult year on the Cup side for colleague. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yep. I don't know that that's a big surprise to anybody. Josh Berry in the four car for uh, Stuart Haas Racing. You know, hey, I'm a Josh Berry fan. Y'all know that. I'm wanting it to go well. There will be, Kevin said it yesterday in the interview, there will be some moments of struggle. There will be don't. There will be times when Josh Berry's going, dude, do I have what it takes? Am I? Do I belong here? Um, do, I, do, do I have the fortitude to go forward, right? And um, th- there'll be some dark dark moments in that first year there are for every driver but i hope to see enough um and so i'll give them that long runway this year this first year really isn't about becoming ultra competitive it's more about showing glimpses of what they can be down the road right it you at least need to do that you at least need to have that those few bright pops where you're like oh shoot man they had a great run today Man, if they could do that regularly, that's what you need to hear at least once or twice uh, throughout the season for this four car. Yeah, especially for like just team chemistry. Like in that shop, those are the people that really start to get yeah. dejected a lot. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, and I hope to see it as well. Carson Hosevar in a 77 Spire car. You know, Carson, aside from you know turning the 40 uh, or the 54 at Martinsville, Carson does not wreck people on purpose in a cup car. I think that that is intentional. I believe that he knows in the Cup Series that they will bite back, and you know they're they're. I don't. I think that he uh, will be less likely to make those type of foolish decisions behind the wheel of the Cup car. But I do see it potentially happening again, and I will. I do believe that the Cup Series directors, drivers, everybody involved will help straighten out that problem for him. And how will he run in this second Spire car? The only thing that we can base that off of is how he's drove in the 42, which I think he runs very well in that car. Um, I watch him. I watched him at Phoenix. He drove that car up into the top 20 and hung around all day, didn't cause any problems, and did really well 
in it with a team that's trying just to get to the end of the year. Um, but this 77 Spire car with, with Ty Dillon driving it all year has sort of struggled. Ty has done his absolute best with what he's been given. But I really don't know how to handicap the car. Is it as good as the the one that Corey LaJoy drives? I do not know. Is it secondhand equipment? Is it less? Is there less money invested? I, I can only guess. And so it's hard to handicap the 77 car that Carson's going to be driving. But I have to assume that Carson and, and Carson's future demands that the car is competitive. And so I will not be surprised to see Carson Hosevar push Corey LaJoy, mm. drive Corey LaJoy forward. That's what I believe will happen. Carson's going to have these moments where he outruns Corey, and, and Corey finds more in himself, which is good. That's what you need from your teammate. Yeah, I'm so conflicted on Carson Hosevar, especially after, you know, you, you made me think on Tuesday that there's nothing short of an exorcism that's going to have to be required <laughs> to get him right. <laughs> so, I mean, but there's one thing that we can all agree on. He's, like, insanely talented, man. He can drive a race car. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, right? Zane Smith's driving for a sort of Spire Trackhouse effort. You know, it's a Spire car, but with support from Trackhouse, whatever. Um, I think that he's going to have uh, a career similar to, to Gilliland, uh, or not a career, but a season similar to, to Gilliland, who is the teammate at McDowell. Look, I have to look hard uh, to, to see the improvements in a team like that. Yeah. Right? Um, their improvements are minimal. They're there, but you really have to be paying attention to them throughout the season uh, to see it. I don't know that Zane is going to have these uh, bright spots. I think you'll have to stare intently at his cup year that's coming up to be able to really understand if he's if he's having good moments, if, if there's where is the potential, all those things. This is a third car for whatever this is, Spire Trackhouse. It's still the third effort from either organization, right? They're 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 both coming together to sort of support this. And, you know, the third car of any three-car team is, is, you know, they got an A, a B, and a C. And I don't care if it's Hendrick or, or Penske. You know, not every car gets, the, it gets all of the best stuff, right? Um, it, it, there's, there's just – it's impossible to really, like, have A-plus stuff all across the board in engineers, every, every – Every every piece, not physical. I'm not talking about tangible pieces. So, um, you know, it'll it'll be a difficult year for Zane. Uh, his his t- patience will be tested, and I don't know that there'll be a lot to look back on in terms of stats and so forth to go. You know, to be ultimately thrilled about. It's just going to be a tough, long year of learning. Sure, but in in on the flip side of that, if they do have flashes where they're noticeable. Everything you just said makes it even more like Todd Gilliland stood out to me this year. He did. And otherwise, he never been, would have. This is this, what, third year? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not right, his first right. year. That's that first true. year, you had, you had to damn look you look through Microscope. the weeds to find yeah. his ass. Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. So, John Hunter Nemechek going into the 42 Legacy Motorsports uh, Motor Club car. I, I, I just mm-hmm. said it. I think he, he's one of those that I, I, I could see him popping off some – shock win 
you know, using some, not just going out there and out, running up front and leading every lap. I'm just saying, like, running good enough to do something strategy-wise that, you know, it backs him into a win. I think that, you know, he'll have days where he struggles, where he runs 30th, then they'll have a day where he'll run 12th. It'll be a little bit of this hot and cold, um, and, and that's just how it's going to go for him. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to add to that. Yeah. All right, man, we've, uh, you know, we've got a lot on our plate for the offseason. Um, I don't really have any major trips planned. I'm going to spend some time with my girls. We've got, you know, the holidays and the Earnhardt family reunions to look forward to. <laughs> We're going to Texas to see Amy's family as well. I know everybody's got a lot on their plate. Um, don't forget, I'll be going to Florence in a couple weeks to race in the in the, the South Carolina 400s, the 250-lap race on on uh, Saturday 18th, okay? Saturday the 18th. Yeah. And then, you know, we're just going to take some time off, you know, enjoy enjoy the holidays, man. Have you started Christmas shopping, Mike? Uh, a little bit, but um, I would say that I, you know, my off season still got some more hunting to do. Mm. Um, you going to do any more hunting? Probably not. Probably won't get a chance. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I look forward to that and uh, look forward to the uh, just the work that we get to do in the off season on, um, you know, for Dirty Mo Media. That excites me. I know that's boring, but um, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Hit the button and we're live, Dale. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Um, this is our Ash Junior segment, as we do every week, and it is a final one for the season. And um, we've had a great um, conversation with Kevin Harvick, uh, which will be out uh, this week. And, um, you know, just a lot going on, but we want to get right to it. Andrew's here. He, you have sent all your questions in. Uh, to Xfinity Racing on Twitter. They have been amazing this year. Thank you. And um, we're going to get to a couple more today, and then that's going to be it. We're going to ride off into the holiday season. Uh, Speaking of holiday season, this first one is coming from Michael. When is it acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? Right now. (laughs) Right now, right away. Like Um, after Halloween? I don't really, yeah, I think right after Halloween. So I I have this old radio um, well, it's actually, uh, I just bought it, but it's like a, it, it represents an old radio. It's very cheap. All right. Um, I bought it off Amazon. It's like 15 bucks, nothing, right? Just plays FM and AM stations. And I got it sitting over in the corner of my garage. I have one here and I have one at my beach house in South Carolina. And right now, even down at my beach house, it's playing in the garage. Nice. Right. And at my house in, 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 in Mooresville. Right now, it's in my garage playing, and it's on the same station. Um, and so, right after, I believe, I don't know, that I think it's right after Thanksgiving they start playing Christmas music, mm-hmm. and they play Christmas music the entire month of December, like nothing else. Traditionally on this station, it plays um, late 70s and early 80s, um, rock or pop, right? It's, it's sort of a mix all Fleetwood Mac and, you know, Michael Jackson or whatever, right? It's all this stuff, right? And so, um, which I love the station, but it immediately it's uh, right after Thanksgiving, I think, um, it begins to play Christmas music. 
and it won't play nothing but Christmas music. You'll hear like the same 15 songs over and over. Yeah. Um, that song, Last Christmas, uh, plays maybe 600 times a day. <laughs> so, um, but I like that. You know, I'm all about it. Uh, I guess at my age, you're like, yeah, put me in the mood. I'm ready. Dang. All right. Yeah. Good. Tis the season. Uh, last week, you guys gave first date advice. Uh, we have a question coming from Evan asking for breakup advice. <laughs> like, what's the best way to look, man? You know, break uh, the moods. Every every um, uh, the the one thing that I know is mostly true is usually the right thing to do is the hardest. If you have two paths to take on something. Traditionally, you take the easier route, the lazier route, and that's typically like um, going to yield the be- the least uh, um, successful. Well, it's actually, I mean, in anything, yeah, right. The hardest, the you know, the bright thing to do, the right way to handle something, or the right thing to do, is to is to have a conversation with them, right? Same way you would if you were going to, you know end any kind of relationship, professional or whatever. You know, you don't do it through text or a phone call or whatever, right? And so um, if it's something that matters or, or did matter at one point, uh, I think you got to talk, you got to go have lunch or whatever, right? You got to sit down and, and have a face-to-face and say, this isn't working out for me. Um, and, they, and, and if they are or frustrated or mad or they get up and storm off or whatever hey you, you had part of it yeah. it's part of it yeah and, and and so that's like the deterrent right i don't want to deal with that oh i'll just send them a, i'll just call them right i could just you know avoid all of that well it makes you look like an ass yes when you do it that way yeah that's good advice yeah. <laughs> what's your advice mike get your stuff and get the hell out of here that's the only way i've known how that's to do a little it. bit more I've, i'm kidding i've never been the broke up or i've always been the broke up <laughs> oh. well how did I, you how did you prefer it <laughs> <laughs> that's a better way uh i don't know yeah. just uh send me a note i guess really a text <laughs> uh-uh nah, a notarized letter man tell us the truth it's live man give them the truth <laughs> i don't Listen, I, fortunately, I have been married long enough to where I don't even remember what. That's not true. Th- th- that's true. <laughs> He's not telling the truth. Okay, fine, Mike. Yep. Notes aren't good. Alex would be the one to ask on this. He breaks up with a girl every week. <laughs> Alex, how does it mean you to You always got to do it in person. That's okay, all my advice. All right. Andrew, how about the many, many girls that you've set uh, down the road in, in, in frustration and anger? Yeah, it's always been in person for me. Okay. <laughs> You guys, oh, everyone in here is so full of crap. Large with a large group. <laughs> with a large group. <laughs> At a concert, mid-song. Live, <laughs> live on Ash Jr. No. Uh, <laughs> you take it to a sporting event, and right, at the, right as they scored a touchdown. Right, right. The happiest moment. <laughs> yeah. You just leave to, get a, you leave to get a drink and never come back. That's it. <laughs> Send a text later. Over. That's so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, I think we got time for one more. Uh, any way to this one's coming from Ange any way too early New Year's resolutions you guys have no I mean uh, I don't do those you don't do them yeah I used to um, you know I used to smoke back in the day smoke cigarettes you know we all we all maybe not everybody knows that but I had that you know had that habit for uh, many of throughout my 20s and early 30s Uh, boy I mean I tried that one um but I mean, they're dumb. 
<laughs> New Year's resolutions are stupid. Don't worry. Don't waste your time. You'll quit something when you're ready to quit it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't like them, man. I mean, there's these, you know, there's these, uh, there's these things where I had a buddy of mine. He's like, I'm not going to drink this whole month. And it was like seven days he made it before he had a beer. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, what's a, what's a waste of time? Something about the change of the calendar. Well, I mean, what about you guys? You guys got anything? Changing my mind. I mean, is there any kind of resolution where you're like, boy, I'm glad that New Year's came so I could finally really buckle down and get that out of my life? I do always look at New Year's as like a way to like set the goals I want to accomplish for the next year. So it's like Mm. not something where it's like I'm starting January 1st, but like by the calendar year I accomplish XYZ type of thing. Gotcha. That's a good good checkpoint. Okay. You say so. <laughs> Nothing for me. I mean, Tim's like, I'm not. Tim's like, I ain't saying a word. <laughs> no, Tim's saying, I got no goal. This is going nowhere. <laughs> my goal, ambition. I got I'm, not, that. I'm not teeing myself up to no, get. Keep yeah. being awesome. That's my goal. Oh, my right God. On, oh. <laughs> Humility might be a good New Year's resolution. <laughs> Humility. <right>? Alex. <laughs> we'll make the bingo card. Well, like you might. <laughs> I don't do New Year's resolutions either, uh, clearly. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I probably should, though. I think I'm, my uh, New Year's resolution will be to come up with a New Year's resolution. Nice. Jesus. I think by January 1st, I want to strive to be more like Alex Timms. That's my New Year's resolution uh, that's right That's a big, there. big, tall order there. Yeah. All right. It's kind of well, impossible. We appreciate all the questions, man. Great job all year long. Appreciate you, Andrew, for helping us through these. It's been fun. The questions, I mean, these today, these are great questions. Keep them coming. We're having a blast uh, with this particular segment. It, it You know, it gets better every year, and uh, wanna, again, this is it for the year. We're wrapping it up after this week. Well, why don't you close us out, man? It's your last show. Why don't you tell everybody at home how much you appreciate them and, and send us off uh, into the off season on a good note. I'll be quick, man. It's been an amazing year. We've had record numbers on the Dirty Mo platform. I think we've connected with fans in a new way, whether it be through the Ultimate Experience. We had live shows. So an awesome year all around, um, nothing but good things. But listen, thank you to everybody that listens to the Dale Jr. Download, to all of our podcasts. Um, it's it's uh, You're what makes it happen, right? And we are going to continue pushing out content all offseason through the Dirty Mo Media platform. So don't don't leave us. Um, we've got some good stuff lined up uh, for the next several months, and then uh, we'll get back after it uh, with our main shows uh, back in February. So have a good one, everybody. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. <laughs>